0: This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Gamefly and you listeners can go to gameflyoffer.com/lasertime and get a 30 day free trial. The laser time, bitch! <laughs> oh, what a bad way to start the program. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm I'm be- a beloved monster, Chris Antista. <laughs> uh, I'm Bitch Rudin. Bitch Rudin. I'm the Dream Child, Matt J. Ah uh, man, I'm so goddamn excited because we get to laugh at one of my we get to laugh at something in my childhood that I was genuinely afraid of mm-hmm. today. With the musical moments of Freddy Krueger. Hi, welcome to Laser Time, the internet's seventh leading pop culture podcast, where we do a bunch of research on stupid topics, play a bunch of fun sound clips, and pretend to be experts. Uh, but I'm actually very knowledgeable right now of the series, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Does anybody know why?
1: An Elm Street Nightmare. It
0: is an Elm Street Nightmare. We just launched the show, An Elm Street Nightmare. Uh, you can find it at elmstreetnightmare.com, iTunes, or Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, me and Lizzie Cuevas, who just bailed on us, sadly, was Aww. supposed to be here. You don't here, need to say that on the podcast. But she couldn't could make... She has a real job. she's That... That girl. No. She definitely found, don't need to say that. She has found the time in between that to record... An yeah, entire show about every entry yeah. in the Nightmare on Elm Street series. We're really proud of it, so proud of it. In fact, we're going to put it at the end of this very show. Yes, I know that seems spammy, but I I did ask people first. They said yeah. it was cool, and we wanted to it's give like you something the
1: scratchy movie. It's still
2: like forty percent <laughs> new content. Yeah,
0: if you've already heard it, you've already heard the end of the episode, and it's got
2: Michael Jackson in it under a fake
0: name. But it's a limited <laughs> series. Hoffman. Please check it out. Tell a friend if they're into Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. It has been so much fun to do. That is without a doubt my favorite yeah. horror series. I, I
1: think what we're going to do here is a good compliment to the episode. Episode of an, an Elm Street Nightmare that will follow because, is that what you're putting out to this? The first one, yes, well, the first one. Because, which in that one, Freddy isn't the he's, Freddy that we. He's not a jokester yet. Yeah, jokester. He, he doesn't
0: talk a lot. Yeah, he doesn't talk a lot because I'll make the point then. I'll make the point in the episode why he doesn't. It yeah. wasn't really done at this point. But one of the things I I, I was scared we wouldn't get a chance to do on an Elm Street Nightmare because it's only an eight episode show mm-hmm. uh, is talk about the minutiae of Freddy. And you, <laughs> laser timers, have heard me talk about that before. But it's a fascinating. It's he is a Freddy Krueger is a fascinating character to me. He's a much it, bigger character than that series. Yeah, yeah, I think he grew way bigger than the series. He still, I mean, he still lives on as one of the most, <laughs> most iconic horror villains, despite a like a failed remake from two thousand two. Yeah, with, thanks, Rorschach. <laughs> Uh But I wanted to talk about like just how much, just like. Looking at the movies again in the history, like New Line wasn't really a big studio before Freddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there weren't really. It's a house that Freddy built. It is. Wow. There weren't really franchises, but more than anything, there weren't brand managers concerned with oversaturation <laughs> and representing a product well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to emphasize that, I wanted to give you a little clip here. This is Freddy Krueger, mm-hmm. uh, bastard son of 100 maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, you're
3: listening to the Okay, on WDED Radio, the station people are just dying to tune in. Yeah, we got your Hendrix, we got your Led we got your
4: Joplin, we got your Elvis. We got
0: this is one of the fantastic entries yeah. to uh, Freddie's Nightmares, the Nightmare on Elm Street, the series, yeah. a series that few people know about. That was from 1988 to 1990, mm-hmm. a syndicated anthology show. Yeah. Where Freddy Krueger would introduce yeah. in, like different stories, Rod Serling style, but usually <laughs> cheesy as shit.
1: Not to uh, discount the work of whoever was directing mm-hmm. this episode of Freddy's Nightmares, but why is Freddy talking like a radio DJ, but he's standing <laughs> up and going through records like a DJ at a, at a party or a nightclub would... He's not like, He should be sitting down. He should have a cup of coffee. <laughs> He's programming the channel right now. He's, He's not unlike
0: any other man. host in the 80s. I'm going to, uh, oh, it's Easter, and I'm dressed as a bunny. <laughs> and, but, I mean, this is obviously one of my favorites and led to like the inspiration for this whole episode, the musical moments of Freddy Krueger.
4: It's time for our boy to
5: face the music with Rap Master, Reddy.
0: He's so literally I'm, scratching. He's yeah. scratching. He's cutting up wax with those famous claws. <laughs> and I just want to remind people. And this is I love going through. I've been loving going through the series. I, I didn't remember. I've never watched the whole series in order. Mm-hmm. But the lore bombs they dump on you
1: in the show,
0: in the in the movie. Sorry. Oh, okay. So the show, the show, uh, Nightmare uh, Freddy's Nightmares. It ran two. It only has two seasons, but it did have the uh, the first episode was directed by the recently deceased Toby Hooper mm. and it is a prequel to uh, Freddy's story. It's like an origin. Yes, oh, it's right. one of his origin stories and Lizzie and I w- have done a video commentary of that and cool. you can get that on Patreon.com slash Laser Time including uh, advanced episodes of, of An Elm Street Nightmare as well. That'll be coming up this month. And I month. think we'll have
1: done a movie commentary or two. I, ho- I really want to do a movie commentary on
0: An Elm Street. We haven't fully decided yet. Yeah. Let me know what you guys think. I think the first one's a masterpiece yeah. and genuinely scary yeah. because of how they set up Freddie, this and one of the other things I want you to look out for. Well, we'll talk about that afterwards.
3: You want to know who Fred Krueger was? He was a filthy child murderer who killed at least twenty kids in the neighborhood. Kids we all knew.
1: So,
0: twenty well, kids in one neighborhood. At least
2: he's
1: killing filthy children. Like, <laughs> clean up, Pig Pen, or Freddy's but gonna kill you.
0: It's the weirdness of the R rating in the eighties because it's it's much stricter than it is now. Do you consider Freddy? a child molester or a child murderer a murderer which is much nicer it's it's. thank you Dave I wanted to have a giant discussion about that what's better murder or molestation uh, but I think they I gotta go bye the prequel is the prequel is really clear about him being a molesty dude yeah.
2: Wait, the episode uh, of the TV show?
0: No, the the sorry, not the prequel. The remake. The remake oh. is pretty yeah. clear about The Rorschach. That. One, and they want they go, you to relate to him yeah. somehow. Who
2: is I mean, that guy's already played a child molester as well. Yes. He's kinda got tight. Hey, where he
0: cut off his own dick. Yeah. Good wow. for him. He did the he did the Lord's yeah, work. Yeah, I
2: want to picture uh was it Robert England as
0: mm-hmm. a child molester? But that I I think I think the movie wanted to say that, but that was, in an R-rated horror yeah, film, yeah. that was not something you couldn't say anybody wanted then. to broach. And in multiple times in the series, he's referred to as a child murderer, which is like a term I'd never hear. This yeah. is pre-like... Punky Brewster. Yeah. This is
2: pre, this is pre when we could yeah, easily slide that in and be like, like you need to be real, real careful when you talk about. It. It's going to be a very special episode. You can't just have a guy going out and doing it. But this is also the real difference between horror then and horror now. Yeah, like you're not going to see the It
0: follows ghost no, like scratching never. into club yeah. or whatever the Happy <laughs> Death Day baby is. You're not yeah. going to see it's uh, out there pimping shit. But I I point this out Dork? a well, I thousand guess the times hmm. is that that Freddie was very much marketed to kids immediately. And this mm-hmm. is the shadiest thing I've heard of. We did a whole episode of Laser Time, that I, one of my favorite episodes I ever prepared, yeah. <laughs> about 1-900 numbers. Yeah. Some, a phenomenon that I thought didn't exist, but apparently now that I have Comedy Central late at night, there's oh, all these it? women you can still call. Oh, nice. It's very weird. But Freddy had his own 900 number.
5: Happy Halloween, foolish mortals! Freddy Krueger has a special treat for you! Challenge Freddy. Win up to $10,000. Even a chance to appear in the next A Nightmare on Elm Street film. Test your nightmare knowledge. Dial one 900 860 fred See if you survive Freddy's boiler room. Dial now and play Freddy Trivia. But you better look sharp. Freddy doesn't take any prisoners. What a rush. $2 the first minute. $1 each additional minute. Callers under
0: 18, get your parents' permission before you dial. Wow!
1: Wow! There's a 900 number for every kink.
0: There, and it's so. What you just? (laughs) I wanted to play the end of that. What you just heard. You need permission from your parents if you're under 18. No, you don't. Yeah. Two dollars to call in in nineteen in 1986, 88. $1 $1 for each additional minute five minutes with Freddy will cost you $6 of 1987 wow. money that's that's fucking crazy what's also great about these it's like a weekly
1: salary for a kid it's mm.
0: like almost always Robert England too it's so it's, rare to see
2: not him like once in a while you'd see like a different guy in the makeup and yeah. not talk but yeah. it's always his voice
0: yeah it's always his voice and I think for these 900 commercials I don't think they, they've rarely shot new footage yeah. or just him in front of a green screen mm-hmm. uh, but he he does the voiceover for I all think of at a certain point he just put the makeup on himself
3: that garbage you should be doing your homework I don't know what I'm
4: hey doing junior. junior I, I got, junior. got something
5: you can really sink <laughs> your teeth into <laughs> calling all dream warriors think you're brave enough to face Freddy well now you can put your nightmare knowledge to the test and win money or a chance to be in A
0: Nightmare on Elm Street 6 I love that yeah. A wow. Nightmare on Elm Street 6 that movie technically doesn't exist it's <laughs> Freddy's Dead the last one I but wonder they, if they someone didn't won have a spot yet. in it huh? I wonder if someone want to spot in it oh you know what I'm gonna watch it again that movie's fucking terrible but uh, I'm gonna watch it again and I, I, there's like almost nobody in that movie yeah. yeah. I hope you make a
2: gif of Freddy grabbing the back of that guy's head and pulling his face toward it. Uh,
0: but that's that's a child yeah, yeah. Dark this dark version is a, this is a on me. he was like a mass murderer from a rated R movie that was a child being reamed by his mother until Freddy I yeah. got something for that ass <laughs> Come on in here I, I, I love that about it And I tried to find All these really fun Appearances of Freddy Because it's yeah. he's just Robert England Is so cool in it But it's such a ham yeah. I think a proper Brand manager these days Wouldn't have allowed Any of this yeah. to happen I think on that
1: 900 <laughs> That 900 number episode Of Laser mm-hmm. Time That we did mm-hmm. We actually played Some of the Some, some of the number Like when you beautiful actually Beautiful maniac yeah.
0: Recorded the phone call And it is like I remember Cincinnati saying.
1: Like uh, <laughs> Okay I'm gonna kill you. Here's I'm gonna kill you before you can do the contest let me tell you how I'm gonna kill you it's,
0: it's exactly the Simpsons joke you're thinking I I yeah. saw recordings of it again they're 40 minutes long yeah. remember one dollar wow. a minute here's some yeah. words that rhyme with murder <laughs> <laughs> it's more that makes it more expensive than buying Freddy on VHS almost like yeah. one call to this hotline let see what's thing. in
1: the news today uh, but,
0: but with, with no with no brand manager there's like no there's nobody seemingly worried about diluting the character, oversaturation, overexposure. So Freddy kind of flames out like really fast in the late 80s. And here's a bunch of clips where I can show you why for the most part. Uh, I love this I found I had never seen this before, a VHS promotion. This is so transfixing. There's almost nothing I love more than somebody who uplo- uploads one of those internal videos that the public wasn't supposed oh, to see. Oh, hell send. yeah. Uh, I know Watch there's a bunch of Nintendo be, ones. Here's yeah. how you
2: fix a kiosk. Or like man. Train to Be Mickey Mouse. Yeah. There, those
0: Some of those just surfaced. so and, and I talk a little bit about this in, later in the Nightmare episode about the wonderful world of VHS back in the day because that's how I discovered Freddy. It's like they would send promotional videos to my friend's aunt who owns a video store because Whoa. these things were fucking expensive. So they'd send you free shit. Like, this is going to be a big seller. This is Robert England. Pitching yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Please Dream Warriors. Please buy three
2: copies of this $90 VHS.
0: Yes, it's your favorite bad dream. Once again, slashing its way into the hearts of America with... Hold
5: it right there, squidness. <laughs> if you think I'm going to settle for just another sleazeball video promotion, you must be dreaming. Show some respect, buddy. This ain't your average drive-in movie slot we got here. Nightmare 3 scared up $25 million in its first two weeks in release.
1: $8.8 million.
3: $30 million.
5: $40 million.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong,
5: Joe. The independent film ever. Why? Why, you ask? Freddy Krueger. That's why.
0: It's the return of cult <laughs> oh, hero man. Freddy Krueger. I just, didn't I, think
1: I ever wanted to hear Freddy Krueger talk movie financials, but it kind of
0: <laughs> worked. It it gets even better. It gets even better. And that was Joan Rivers briefly yeah. up on our talk show talking about Freddy Krueger.
2: There is a distinct difference between uh, like promotional video Freddy makeup and movie Freddy makeup. They shouldn't put those clips so close it's, together. It's not
0: just... It's also his voice because I think his oh, voice yeah. is pitched down in post and kind of yeah. made more gravelly. So yeah. whenever... There's a, a few clips you'll see Freddy It's just Robert England's natural voice. But you're hearing it here and... He drank too much honey tea today. and <laughs> sounds fine. And there is... There is no... There's... No low that Freddy won't stoop to to sell videos in this. Right. And this is a little visual, but just imagine an easel with a bunch of hot numbers. Same vile maniac who helped turn the first two nightmares into video blockbusters. Nightmare 1, <laughs> 120,000 units. Nightmare 2, 180,000 units. Together, these two hits spent over 50 weeks on Billboard's rental charts. And for the past two summers, Freddy's Nightmares have been the nation's top video rental titles. Now it's Freddy's third time around, and he's all set to claw his way beyond the
4: two hundred thousand mark. Only two hundred (laughs) thousand! Wake up and smell the coffee, bud. It's gotta be a lot more than two
5: hundred thou. You see, I have right here my own special sales incentive plan.
0: Jesus Christ! He did the Brad Alston. And I'm, I'm, I'm both in love and hate with this, and hate this. This is why kids loved Freddy. Mm -hmm. Because he was such a ham, yeah, he was such a ham, and yeah, the-
1: but he should have thought of a pun, not sales incentive plan, maybe like a <laughs> sleigh intensive plan. Yeah,
0: well, it, that was the Crypt Keeper Zone. Yeah, only yeah could do that's that. true. There was uh, before we get into a bitch in there. Then my favorite uh-huh. musical moments. Uh, there's a there was a, uh, there's a bunch of other cheesy appearances. Here's Freddie on MTV <laughs> 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 uh, talking about what videos are coming up. This this makes me laugh so much. Hey,
3: spinal tap. Smell this glove! (laughs) Right now, it's
0: Los Lobos! <laughs> wow. with La Bamba that's just so surreal I want to have that
2: with like with the people the TRL teenagers popping at <laughs> the bottom being
0: like yeah Freddy woo! I wish Play, Freddy would lost kill Lobos. me <laughs> from uh, La
2: Bamba or have him in that building in New York in Times Square with the windows <laughs> the yes, I, I mean I, you
0: can't blame he really
1: should have thrown a Richie Valens joke in
0: the <laughs> another one of my victims <laughs> I'm the big dropper <laughs> Uh in, in, in I think this this made Freddy Welcome not to as Buddy Halley! I, I do think there was an audience that wanted genuinely scary movies, and that's when this whole phenomenon started to disappoint people because there wasn't a lot of stuff they wouldn't put Freddy in. I was always wondering why Roseanne and Tom Arnold are in Nightmare on Elm Street Six for oh. like a, an extended cameo that's totally jarring and will take yeah. completely <laughs> out of the movie. So
1: Six is the one that's like kind of real life. No, oh, that's the that's next Freddy's one. dead. That's, okay. Uh, we will get into all
0: that on Ocean uh, Nightmare, Dave. Okay. Ah. <laughs> uh, but I I found it and then I couldn't find the rest of it a roseanne hbo special uh, you remember hbo specials back yeah, in the 80s yeah. they'd always like film shit in mm-hmm. addition to the stand-up they like, have yeah, little like movies.
2: sketches or they'd do like uh yeah. they'd go to their house yeah or and
0: it was clear that she couldn't afford her cast of roseanne mm-hmm. so they got a new cast but they were hunted by freddie krueger and freddie krueger is in roseanne's comedy special so that's how she <laughs> that's ended awesome. up in the movie uh this is a minor controversy do you ever hear the show dc follies no.
1: Yeah. I mean so, is that with the guy with the piano?
0: No, it was DC Follies Hollywood oh, <laughs> What's the land, land of confusion video Phil Collins Oh about yeah, the yeah, yeah, it? we talked about that like like last On year 30, 30, 30, 2010. Yeah. And, and there's kind of an American-y version yeah. with political uh figures as puppets. Yeah. You got to get
1: a lot of use out of that Reagan puppet. With Come Ringmaster <laughs> Fred Creepy. Willard. That's cr- you think freddy's creepy that ronald reagan yeah. land of confusion is it creepier
2: than puppet? the one in back to the future the yes. max headroom yes, one? Even that's even what that. those are based on yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but this it, is a short-lived american version of that hosted by fred willard who you know from christopher hmm. guest movies so what this happened? clip will feature not only two freddies <laughs> but kind of a direct threat from freddy to a sitting president
3: it's time <laughs> to start swimming the bushes are you from the new york times check the obituary sucks no mr kruger he's the
2: president
3: you didn't get my vote.
2: Please don't, Freddy. If you kill him, Dan Quayle will become
4: president.
0: Not Dan Quayle. <laughs> I voted Dukakis. That's, that's Freddy Krueger threatening to kill the puppet president yeah. with a laugh track. Nowadays, yeah. you gotta go to Twitter to get that. I, I, I think it, it took years for this to happen to, like dracula or frankenstein before they could like <laughs> Did they ever them. interact with the president uh, <laughs> not even as a puppet i would bet uh, Whoa. too goddamn hot to promote to approach. jimmy
1: carter i'm coming after you <laughs> but
0: a part a part of the freddy phenomenon was like this astonishing wave of uh soundtracks the movies are going to be huge with kids so let's make a soundtrack around them that kind of started with part three
5: PCR on pause. Ah!
0: This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by GameFly, and we're here to let you know you can go to GameFlyOffer.com/LaserTime and get thirty free days of the GameFly service. Plans start as low as fifteen ninety-five a month, and what does that include? pretty much every game yeah it's like a netflix thing where you make a queue and they send games out to you with self-addressed envelopes you can send them back at your leisure and it's a great way to save money on games especially in a time like this with too many good ones but you can rent all new games like mario and rabbits marvel vs. capcom infinite destiny 2 dishonored death of the outsider but if i have to make a recommendation friday the 13th comes out physically and you can get it via gamefly It is not only hyper-authentic to the Jason series, even when you die, you get to watch a pretty decent and surprising Friday the 13th movie, and half the time, when we play, we stumble upon a 10-year-old screaming bloody murder, and I swear to God that's more funny than it sounds. But Gamefly's got over 8,000 titles to choose from on Xbox One, PS4, Nintendo Switch, 3DS, Wii U, PS Vita, even going back to original Xbox and PS2. Pick any game you want, and Gamefly will ship it to you, Send back the games when you're done, or you can keep it out and buy it back from them at an extremely reduced cost if you're enjoying it that much. Once again, that URL is GameflyOffer.com slash time to get a 30-day free trial. Like laser time shows, then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreoncom laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. How's your weekend
1: day? Me and my girlfriend had a day where we did a bunch of chores uh, with her. Her dog was with us just because the thing that we've been meaning to do is to get her dog's nails clipped. We give them the dog to the groomers, who are, by the way, Coated in fur, which I like. I should have expected. The groomers. The groomers are covered in yeah, fur because that's what they they're do. Shaving dogs and but stuff. But it's like, oh, but not like
0: Italian. Yeah.
1: No, like, no, no, no. They're what? just. They're but not they just got hairy people, Chris. <laughs> they both I got, had to check. This guy's got like a ball cap and t-shirt and jeans, and every inch of it is covered in fur. Covered in hair, and, and I'm like. <laughs> I know you probably it would be waste to use lint roller all the time, mm-hmm. but it's like is there not something you could do to like when I come in not to be not be so like one of oh. your complaints
0: is how unkempt the groomers were <laughs> that well that and also you become full also, San Francisco when he's
1: ringing where he's ringing me up and I see he has a soda can right next to the register and I'm not a big germaphobe like mm-hmm. I'll sometimes use the five second roll mm-hmm. but like there was a wad of fur right on top of the coke can. Which made me wonder, why do you even have an open can of Coke? Yes. Is Clarence in Thomas a- in here trying
0: to make another it's, joke?
1: It's the It was just like... That, I almost had a Lee. I'm like, that's disgusting. <laughs> if it's his can, I don't see a problem Ugh, with that. But there's dog fur on it. Like,
0: if you brought a can in...
1: And it's congealing with all of the high fructose corn syrup... syrup?
0: So, get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash lasertime, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Laser Time, second segment... Now, before we get into that, I think as far as I can tell, this is fascinating to me. I, how is Freddie involved with Will Smith? Hmm. And it's awesome. Oh, yeah. the theme song to *An song. Elm Street Nightmare* is *A Nightmare on My Street* mm-hmm. by uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, yeah. off of the album *I'm the Rapper, He's the DJ*. So, as according to what what research I could do on it, they were they were vying to get a song on the soundtrack. So that's sort of oh. why this song was made. It's very unofficial. Samples the official theme. And I, there somewhere out there is a music video for it that they have, they ordered destroyed, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I have not. I feel like I've seen it, but I guess I haven't. If you buy the album now, there's a disclaimer like "Nightmare on Elm Street" is not affiliated yeah. with this project in any way, because I think they were trying yeah. to. Yeah, I, I, mean, feel,
2: I feel like I've got that memory, I've, maybe that's a Mandela effect yeah. thing. I'm like, I know I saw that music video at some point, but maybe yeah. I never did, and it's I just, just made probably it up. just
1: thinking of the credits of, uh, like, every single one of his music videos is in that same room with graffiti on the wall. Yeah. I'm thinking of Wild Wild West. Yeah, but, I mean, Fresh Prince, at this point in time, mm-hmm. I think his, of uh, whatever, it was like half story wraps I which were great like, yeah. this is what it. their second you, I,
0: I was talking to someone about that I that- just
1: don't understand the, the theme to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air this. I when, think he one about being sucked in a video I, game, I, I The loved, first date one. Yeah. I loved
0: <laughs> DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Yeah. And when you like read music criticism, like here's what he was trying to say. Like you can never. There's no ambiguity in what Will yeah. It was October 18th, and I was walking around. It was 100 degrees. <laughs> it, He's very, very specific yeah. story songs. Uh, and this, this I love. I fell in love with him immediately with this song. <laughs>
6: Story that I'd like to tell about this guy. You all know me as me scared as hell. He comes to me at night after I call into bed. He's burnt up like a weenie, and his name is Fred.
0: He wears the same hat and sweater every single day. And even if it's hot outside, he wears it anyway. He's on when I'm awake, but he shows up when I'm sleeping. That's some good shit. I'm trying
2: to remember what song they sang. If you go to uh, my my alt Twitter account, Disney Eighties Nineties, you can see Will Smith uh, singing at the twenty fifth anniversary of Disneyland. <laughs> oh my god! As well,
0: singing. Here I think,
1: are all the rods they went on, th- and in order. I, th- I think First, they say, "I we want to Space be like Mountain.
0: you," no. I, I can't remember what song it is. Um, but at, I think this is this is like video aside. This is what probably got them in trouble because yeah, at the end that, of the, yeah, for sure. At, at exactly. the, well, at the end of the song. There is a Freddy appearance. Oh really? He can't be Robert England.
4: <laughs> Jeff, it's Chris, man. Jeff, wake up, Jeff, wake up. What do you want? Jeff, wake up, man. Listen to me, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff, you Jeff would you listen to me? Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Man. Jeff, listen to me. No, don't no. go to I sleep. Jeff! Tomorrow. Jeff! Jeff! Uh, that
0: like it yeah. kind of sounds like, but I don't think yeah, it's somebody else pitched Jeff, up. Yeah.
1: Jeff should also never go to sleep because he's probably suffered multiple concussions being thrown out of uh, <laughs> Will's
0: house. Yeah, say, that's one of my favorite things about it because Jeff, Jazzy Jeff, does what he does best. Yeah, because uh! that's pretty much his catchphrase from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, uh, and it's important. It was important for me to point out because in hindsight. You rejected Will Smith over everybody else yeah. you yeah. chose? Yeah, over the fat boys. Over, yeah. oh, well, well, Hold on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> before we get there, before we get there is Dawkins. Yeah. And I, oh, yeah. And I have a feeling Dokken might have been a famous band mm-hmm. or famous for other things. This is the Dream Warriors, right? I have right? no proof. The Dream Warriors. Yeah. For Nightmare on Elm Street 3, the Dream Warriors, they officially get people to start writing music for and about Freddie. And this video features Freddie. And I know you've heard of it. But what's really fun at the end is that they defeat Freddy with the power of rock, and not just rock—like the most shrieky cock-rocky mm-hmm. uh, NRG-like ah! mm-hmm. <laughs> vocals you've ever heard in your life—and uh, they make Docin out. The video makes Docin out to be the real threat. Ugh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is that Patton Oswalt mm-hmm. bit, like Which one? straight the one about the transitive powers of rock and roll. Oh yeah, roll yeah, games. totally. There's bit a bam and in, then- in between <laughs> there what you
0: couldn't see was a little clip of a uh, Oscar winner Patricia Arquette star of uh, <laughs> Is that who that was? Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Lawrence Fishburne is in it. It's wow. great. I remember I him that, in it. That episode will be up this week, but I that's that's probably watch them watch them all. Watch yeah. them in order, but Dream Warriors that's is maybe so the best one. cool. Hmm. It is so cool. I I posit a theory Not unlike one to rearrange the order, of Back to the Future. I Mm. wish that was the last movie. Yeah. Where the main character comes back as a sensei role as everybody developed powers to go and intentionally fight Freddy Krueger. So cool. I gotta stop talking about it. I have a whole show for that. (laughs) Um, But uh, on the next soundtrack, yes, that's the one, Matt. That DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince didn't make it, but the Fat Boys did. (laughs) Yeah. And the Fat Boys, the Fat Boys ubiquity always led me to believe they were way more popular. Yeah. Then I think they actually were. I mean, they
1: had their own movie. They had
0: their own movie. But, like, if you were they were also like happy rap and, like, safe for television. So they, like, I wasn't really into music, but they were all over Nickelodeon. But I don't think I ever heard one of their songs on the radio outside of that Beach Boys cover when they played it on Nickelodeon. I
2: think. I mean it's I I hate this but it was the 80s I think that their body types made them less threatening to white people (laughs) and that was part of like we oh these guys aren't scary they're big fat dudes let's just they're big fat party guys let's party with them yeah
0: let's party (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) because that's we played that Joe Piscopo commercial where he raps Mm -hmm. that was Joe Piscopo's perception of the entire genre they must (laughs) all be fat they must all be (laughs) fat fat they're all fat guys and uh, they don't do themselves like any podcasters. favor in the video, Are You Ready for Freddy? Because, you know, horizontal stripes, man. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Don't mm-hmm. do it, fat boys. But they all, it's, it's a really fun song, Are You Ready for Freddy? But unlike Dawkins' video, mm-hmm. Freddy gets a chance uh, to spit some science. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just wonderful. Since about
4: time, you'll never did the girl with the TV the <laughs>
0: So we got the Fat Boys in yeah. there, and they're referencing. They just reference the third film. Yeah,
1: I like. I think they actually go through the movies in order. They do, and yeah. it's the primetime <laughs> bitch.
0: And this is off the, uh, I think Nightmare on Elm Street Four uh, yeah. Dream Master soundtrack, which I loved way more than I thought I would having yeah. watched them all in a row. That is the most Freddy, Freddy film in yeah. my opinion. And it gets a lot of shit
2: back before streaming. They had to do whatever they could to remind you of everything that happened in another <laughs> movie. Cause you're like, you might not have seen it for five years. But yeah. it's,
0: and it's also like, as a kid, uh, one of the things that was transfixing about them and why some of this low budget shit kind of looks pretty poor is Freddy kills in dreams. Mm-hmm. And those it's shot by the right director. And they had a bunch of great directors. Everything looks really surreal mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard to fit into your memory. And it's, it makes it more bizarre. But yeah, I love that shit, but uh that's the it was with the fat boys. Yeah. Now Freddy gets a chance to jump in. Young ones old. Your mama's too. And if you don't watch out, I'm gonna thrill you too. So my advice to you is to stay ready,
3: cause you know who's
0: back. <laughs> Freddy. <laughs> Jesus, with the arm folding. Was yeah. any
2: of that footage from the movies?
0: No, that's all, right, all shot for yeah, the video. That's Ooh. all shot for the video. Most awesome. all of that is shot that for so the video.
1: So bad. At, did freddy Did Robert england just like freestyle that at like?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, because you know who's here. What rhymes with Freddie? That,
0: that is uh, Freddie. That is the best musical moment you'll ever have from Freddie yeah. because he does not so much as sing anything else. I think he's his voice is briefly in. Do you remember who recorded this? Because this is such a bizarre list of people who recorded songs for the Nightmare on Elm Street soundtrack. You have Dokken mm-hmm. into Fat Boys into Bruce Dickinson of Iron Maiden, mm-hmm. a song he wrote separately from Iron Maiden, but they liked so much they re-recorded it as a band. Oh, cool. uh, Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter. <laughs> in, in 1991, we're approaching grunge music. Can you remember who wrote the song for <laughs> Freddy's Dead? I have no idea. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> it's it's close, it's Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, my God, oh. really? Yeah, Goo Goo Dolls. I did Goo not Dolls. know this. Goo Goo Dolls will close out the segment with that oh with that jam. Like that, only in the video does Freddy appear at the end for like yeah. just to say something. It's Which one's that? Him. No, uh, part six. Okay. Yeah. Uh, part six. But uh, in between... It really that,
1: shines a new light on I want to wake up where you are. <laughs> in between all that, uh, 1998
0: record from RIC Records. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. This This is something for no one. It <laughs> is the most embarrassing thing about it it's just an album called Freddy's Greatest Hits mm-hmm. and it ah. is atrocious uh, Henry wrote about it in an article I think for oh, wow. about Freddy cameos and music videos <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this didn't have any music videos but this is a kind of a shameless it's sub-Simpsons sing the blues oh wow because <laughs> Freddy almost never sings he more screams and laughs yeah. over studio musicians who sound like they're banging out shit over the course of a weekend um, this is the opening song Dance or Else all really cool though never hear from Freddie again is- mm-hmm. Crispin
2: Glover so crazy <laughs> that, that sounds dance. like a Brad Elson jam <laughs>
0: uh, a lot of the album is uh, the album is made up of original songs instrumentals and some bizarre covers uh, such as Wilson Pickett's Midnight Hour <laughs> they're just looking for dream sleepy mm-hmm. puns at this point. That's almost no more Freddy uh, in the entire yeah, song. Yeah, I don't
1: think Freddy Krueger should be doing doo <laughs> or whatever that is
0: supposed uh, to be. What would a kid's anything Motown, be right? without uh, Wooly Bully? Made it into the Chipmunks no, movie. No, Why no, not no, Freddy? No, no, no. Because <laughs> no. he wears a little sweater. Uno, dos,
4: one, two,
3: cuatro. Watch it now. Watch it, watch it.
0: I just can't. I just can't. Is his sweater made of wool? At least Uh, the bully part is what you're not focusing on. It seems almost intentional. Um, But we. (laughs) All I have to. This. This is probably the most bizarre one because I. Most people Mm -hmm. listening haven't heard this outside of a fucking '50s diner. I do imagine, like, the ultimate Freddie fan who yeah. day one goes and buys this album. I'm and into just that synth, though. Is like, horrified yeah. at songs like this. I mean,
1: they, it seems like they're trying to do two different things, like originals mm-hmm. or... Covers of movies about, about dreaming. Dreams. Like, that would be good. There's a bad
0: moon on
2: the rock. Yeah. Mr. Sandman. Yeah, that, I would Bring me a dream. I would, I
1: would have bought a Freddy's Nightmare. greatest hits if it was stuff like that. Like, Dream yeah. a Little Dream, just like with him just mm-hmm. saying it hoarsely. Would have been great. But they tried to do two different things here. And the original songs Suck but and those are terrible covers. But if they could had concentrated on one and not the other. Yeah. It should have just been
2: popular out. songs at the time.
1: Take
0: on me. <laughs> the instrumentals in this song are fucking yeah. great. Uh, but I can't believe is,
1: he never did a take on me kill Like pulled somebody into, he did. into oh, okay. a card. He totally did okay. Part 4 It's, one of, <laughs> it's,
0: it's incredibly disappointing <laughs> No part 5 uh, But anyway An Elm Street Nightmare yeah. I don't have to plug it anymore as we're shoving it in your feed right mm-hmm. here. I apologize if you're mad at us about this. We asked our lovely Facebook community, and they're like, cool, man, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Help get us some exposure. But, uh, yeah, if you don't like it, let a friend know. I'm sure you got a friend in Nightmare on Elm Street, and they're yeah. really, really fun Halloween films. They do not fall in the realm of scary outside of mm-hmm. the first, in my opinion. Yeah, Maybe But the when they seven. stop
1: being scary, they start being, like, really entertaining and yes. great animation showcases. Yes, it's
0: awesome. Two tries. It's yeah. awesome. Well, we close out this segment with the Goo Goo Dolls song uh, when we get back, well, we won't be back. It'll be me and uh, Lizzie Cuevas. You can find it. Uh, Freddy killed us. No, Freddy, Freddy will have <laughs> killed you. Uh, Lizzie Cuevas on Twitter. Dave, wake up. Oh, no. we get back, a shameless plug for our, uh, our show, An Elm Street Nightmare at elmstreetnightmare.com What is up, folks? Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm sorry if this is too pluggy because this is one of the weirdest things we've ever done shoving a show inside a show. I'm talking about laser time inside an Elm Street nightmare. What a busy week. Thank you so much for listening to this simul rebroadcast. And remember that An Elm Street Nightmare is new every single Tuesday throughout October. Yes, we're into Halloween. And this week we're talking about the phenomenal Nightmare in Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. Arguably the best edition in the entire series. But if you like Talking Simpsons, it's sort of like that, but with Freddy Krueger. So check out An Elm Street Nightmare at elmstreetnightmare.com or lasertimepodcast.com or tell a friend who might like it if you like us. I hope you guys have been catching up with 302010. That has been really fun. And this week we're going to get to talk about Radiohead Gene Roddenberry, the debut of Portal in one of my favorite underrated gems from the 1980s. Speaking of 30 20 10, an anniversary inspired us to stream one of the worst games I've ever played, Jackass the Game. If you miss Ryan Dunn and you want to see some unseen performances, it's right there on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash We also dove into the Bikini DLC on Friday the 13th, and sure enough, one of our playthroughs was graced by yet another high-pitched 10-year-old screaming bloody fucking murder. It was fantastic. But we had a couple of surprise streams late in the week. That's why you want to subscribe or go to Lasertimepodcast.com every once in a while. Or maybe like our Facebook. Shut up. I have to say all this. Uh, because we got Cuphead. We got a copy of Cuphead on Friday. And we streamed that beautiful, beautiful game. If you've heard us talk about it on Video Game Apocalypse, it's been one of my most anticipated games for about three years now. It looks like an old-timey 1930s cartoon. And it plays beautifully. It's really, really good. And you can you can watch us play it right there. And not only that, some of us got our hands on an SNES classic, the little Super Nintendo all of you guys seem to get except for me. But we did have the bright idea to crack that bitch open and stream everything in it. Yes, we played every game and we managed to do it a lot quicker than you think. Tune in to find out how we did it. Also uh, also streaming this week, we'll be streaming Golf Story and maybe, just maybe, something else involving Freddy Krueger. Speaking of which, why don't we just get back to the show?
4: Oh, uh, I'm
0: Welcome to an Elm Street Nightmare, a multi-part podcast looking at the work and legacy of Freddy Krueger. That's, time, That's not happening yet. We will get to that, but we'll be looking at Freddy Krueger through the lens of each and every Nightmare on Elm Street film. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antista, and who else is with me?
7: I'm Lizzie Quiva. Ooh, hi, Lizzie. Oh, hello. Hi, Lizzie. Good seeing you here.
0: Yeah, we'll usually keep these is intros... Is this a nightmare? No, this is oh, not a nightmare. Okay. This is a dream come oh, yeah. true for me. You, you like your, and we'll keep these intros short and for the most part. But this. being our inaugural episode i'm super excited to do this through a discussion about horror movies last year we found out our favorite horror franchise is nightmare on elm street but not necessarily our favorite horror movie franchise monster freddy krueger nightmare on elm street incredibly fun films to revisit and we wanted to find a dumb excuse to do that and share it with you and how are you enjoying it so far lizzie
7: so far it's great it's great um revisiting the series again thank you for the blu-ray collection oh you are so welcome Uh, i've been having a lot of fun with the featurettes and behind the scenes stuff
0: yeah and and anything we talk about you can find out more at elmstreetnightmare.com we'll put links to the things we're talking about including uh, places where you can buy uh, the dvds and some of the uh, documentaries we talk about lizzie and i aren't experts we're fans huge fans huge fans huge friends i mean i'm a little bigger than you you can probably tell by the album art uh, but, but we're not experts, we're just fans And we did, we did a bunch of research and, we're, and we want you guys to watch all this with us However, you will hear sound clips from the people involved Sound clips from the movies And a couple of our friends who I do consider experts Will occasionally chime in on the subject So with that out of the way You know who Lizzie and I are You know what we're talking about What movie are we talking about today,
5: Lizzie?
7: Today, the one and the only A Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984
5: The kids of Elm Street don't know it yet But something is coming to get them. There's
3: something out there, isn't
5: there?
0: Love this. I love this. And the only thing we're going to have to ask you to do, especially in this episode, you got to pretend you don't know anything about Freddy Krueger. It'll make the original Nightmare on Elm Street and all these clips so much more fun, including the very end.
5: From Wes Craven, director of The Heels Have Eyes, and Last House on the Left, a new masterpiece in fantasy terror. Nightmare on Elm Street
0: Fresh to the world what was the release date on that film?
7: 1984. It came out November 9th, so not even Halloween. Not even
0: Halloween, nope. dude. Uh, we do another show, 30, 20, 10, which looks at uh, release dates 30, 20, and 10 years ago. Like Halloween movies get released in September. Yeah. What What was somebody sitting on this for? But what are some other deets involved?
7: Of course, written, directed by Wes Craven, mm-hmm. starring John Saxon, ooh, <laughs> Ronnie Blake, <laughs> Ronnie Blakely, Heather Langenkamp, and uh, Johnny Depp's first movie. So. Uh,
0: and Robert England. So let's uh, have to yeah. get Robert England. <laughs> I'm going to add that every time.
7: Yeah, so this movie made $26 million at the box office, making it the series' 7th highest-grossing Freddy huh. movie to date.
0: Only the 7th, which is... Totally unfair. Again, not to plug one of our other shows. Last year, Lizzie, we did uh, a Horror by the Numbers Halloween show on LaserTime, Time, our, our Monday show, LazerTimePodcast.com, breaking down body counts and how successful horror franchises were. And I was shocked to find out, did I ask you this, what is the, the most profitable horror movie franchise of all time? No, y- I don't You think like so. it. The
7: most profitable... Horror
0: movie franchise of all time.
7: Franchise. That's... Hmm. Was it Saw? Was It was, it- it was
0: not Saw, but it was... It was, no, it wasn't. It wasn't even close. Adjusted for inflation, which I think this this movie, Nightmare on Elm Street, made sixty four. Adjusted for today's money, adjusted for inflation, it's The Exorcist, based solely. Yes, thank
7: God. Oh my God, because yeah. I was saying saw just the thought that they made so many movies yeah. because it was whatever their money maker. But I'm really glad because The Exorcist is my favorite. Like The
0: Exorcist. Is probably a better movie than End of the Night right. Nightmare in Elm Streets, but I mean, there's, I there's don't no, know. The there's sequels, no sequels
7: though, like yeah. that's why I didn't think Dude, about that. Because... None
0: of the sequels touch <laughs> the original, and part of the reason why it made so much is because it was released theatrically multiple times, right?
7: And the direct, the director's cut, I remember exactly. coming out again, and the
0: extended cuts. And so I, I looked it up compared to like let's say the Friday and the Halloween films. I actually couldn't believe how low nightmare looks on a box office level uh adjusted for inflation halloween the original halloween john carpenter made 260 million dollars uh friday the 13th the original made 131 million dollars but at this point and that's crazy to me but i think a lot of that has to do with re-releases and that these things stayed like back in the day stayed in theaters for years whereas nightmare as far as i know got one wide theatrical release and others got more Uh, But at this point, if you want to keep score at this time in history, Halloween is three movies in, the third movie being Season of the Witch, which doesn't have Michael Myers in it at all. And Friday the 13th is four movies in, and horror fans will know that means the final chapter, where the movies concluded and then began again. Uh, and that wow. movie was released in April. So I, I I should have looked up what was Nightmare Avoiding releasing up against that it released <laughs> in no, November right. 9th instead of Halloween. Mm-hmm. What else do we have on this?
7: Uh, let's see. Um, the Rotten Tomatoes score of this movie was 94%. The only certified fresh nightmare.
0: Really? Yes. But it's, hey, look, we're going to talk about it. Still really good. And uh, we also will be tabulating the body
7: count. Do you know how many?
0: I do. It's, a it's, lot it's, it's lower than, than I you
7: thought. think. And I, I don't know if it's because. I think Chuck. He has a
0: higher body count than Freddy Krueger.
7: Actually, now thinking about I mean, there are a lot of intense, scary scenes, yeah. but I guess like. They're long, though. Yeah, and, and that's why you think maybe just the whole movie is filled with like killing and all that, but.
0: One of the nightmare movies one- has three deaths. Yeah, we'll get about.
7: We'll get to that later. Yeah, this the one, average is
0: thrown off. The way I wrote it down <laughs> is uh, it's astonishingly low com- uh, compared to other slasher films. In fact, the series averages only seven kills a film. Uh, and the only wow. reason that's the average is because two films in the series more than double the mean, which uh, four is pretty standard and for a nightmare film. And this one
7: had four, so four. that was Tina, mm-hmm. Rod, Glenn, oh Glenn, and Mom.
0: Mom, which you know we were supposed that was supposed to be like left ambiguous. And but, like, uh,
7: did she die twice?
0: Yeah, I know. We'll have like again. We'll get there. We'll get there. Remember, stay tuned for this episode and the next I mean, one. I'm
7: just, I'm excited. But I
0: also wanted you to read the official synopsis, and then we will take a tiny break. <laughs>
7: <laughs> uh, I heard you're not actually supposed to clear your throat. It's really bad. <laughs> but in Wes Craven's classic slasher film, several midwestern teenagers fall prey to Freddy Krueger, a disfigured midnight mangler who preys on the teenagers in their dreams which, in turn, kills them in reality. After investigating the phenomenon, Nancy begins to suspect that a dark secret kept by her and her friend's parents may be the key to unraveling the mystery. But can Nancy and her boyfriend Glenn solve the puzzle before it's too late?
0: Oh, God, I certainly hope so, even though I know the answer. I'm going to ask you, Lizzie, where these rank in in order of, let's say, 1 to 8 at this point
7: eight yeah i'm <laughs> not that d- include brady versus i Jason? don't know
0: why well, i don't know that we're gonna do the remake okay i'm not sure i have not i've literally not seen it because of how many bad things oh we I, should watch
7: I, it together re- i know we will yeah.
0: that'll be the, that'll be our super bowl but, but where would you rank the original nightmare
7: i would definitely rank it number one
0: like, yeah no me question me too all right we will find out why when we get back from this quick break This episode of An Elm Street Nightmare is brought to you by Audible, the internet's leading source for audiobooks, spoken word entertainment, comedy, and old-timey radio shows. If you like podcasts like this one, odds are you might like listening to Audible. And you can get a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial of the service just by going to audibletrial.com slash lasertime. Audible has almost 200,000 titles to choose from that you can listen to in your desktop, Android, Kindle, MP3 player, wherever you put your earbuds and are listening to this. But... Come on, given the subject nature of our show, I gotta recommend Wes Craven and The Man and His Nightmares, written by John Woolley and narrated by Pete Larkin. If you're interested in the man who made the very movie we're talking about today, you can learn all about his life and work. How Wes Craven, from his strict, fundamentalist upbringing to his career directing some of the greatest horror films ever made, which includes Scream and, <clears throat> Nightmare on Elm Street, how that all came to be. And of course, you can listen to that book for free just by going to audibletrial.com slash and checking out your free audio audio book along with your 30 day free trial of the service. Welcome back to the inaugural episode of an Elm Street Nightmare. Lizzie and I are going to talk about the movie, but we wanted to reach out to somebody uh, I personally consider an expert, my our buddy uh, Louis Peitzman. You can find him on Twitter and you can read his work on BuzzFeed, where he's a senior editor. He's written at length about multiple nightmare films multiple times. We'll have some links to that on ElmstreetNightmare.com. But he's also ranked the films, and I wanted to reach out to him uh, and see where he where he stood on each and every movie in the Nightmare series. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Louis Peitzman. <laughs>
6: So Nightmare on Elm Street 1 uh, is a big deal for a lot of reasons. You know, the, the big one for me is that it really changed the idea of what a slasher killer could be. You know, we had this strong silent type in Halloween and uh, Friday the 13th, and then in Nightmare on Elm Street we get this kind of more chatty, more human killer in Freddy. Obviously he got more and more human and chatty as the series went on, But still, you know, a a big departure from what came before that in terms of the slasher film of the 80s. I mean the movie's terrifying. I think that it holds up really well. It's one of the few, probably the only one in the series that's still really scary to watch. It also really messes with your idea of of, you know reality and dreams, and it has this whole surreal element. Are these people awake? Are they sleeping? And you know, that's a scary thought for real people. It's definitely still scary like on a on a simple, you know, jump scares level, but also like on a bigger dread level. I think it's still really scary. I mean, it's still great. It's still very effective. I think that you know our image of Freddy Krueger has been tainted a, a little bit. That happened throughout the series, but you know the first movie, in and of itself, is still a very scary and very effective horror film. I don't think that that can be argued with much.
0: Thank you, Lewis. And you can follow us on Twitter, Thanks, Lewis. Beitzman uh on Twitter, and you can read his work over at Buzzfeed. Thank you, Lewis. Uh, I am totally on board with what he's he's saying, just because I rarely, for some reason, revisit the first Nightmare film. But it's. I think it's important to do so because, in my opinion, it is a masterpiece.
7: You know, I didn't even think about this until he brought it up, but mm-hmm. after watching Nightmare on Elm Street, I realized there aren't actually a lot of jump scares no. in it. No, it's I, just scary. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple
0: of misdirects, and I think that's that's very weird in this period when you talk about traditional slasher films. and And when we talk about lack of body count, people like Michael Myers and Jason tended to just come out of nowhere and either chase somebody or kill them immediately, whereas Freddy stalked his prey, taunted them in their dreams, and would come back repeatedly. And if you were murdered... And that's
7: what made it most scary, I think, was just, like, the otherworldliness of it and just the dread of, like, this feels surreal. Yeah. And I don't know what's going on. And I think, honestly, like, even one of the most scary parts of the film for me was when... Tina was in a body bag yeah and that stuff always freaks me out like yeah. I think there's a similar scene in or there's a this scene somehow reminds me of a scene in The Shining where you know oh. the girl's in the bathtub and it's just like kind of obscured oh, I thought you were say bear blowjob
0: that's the best <laughs> scene in The Shining oh um,
7: yeah well <laughs> uh, I wasn't scared but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it just like you know you don't really see her face but mm. you could see a little bit of it yeah. and just the blood and,
0: and that's, it's gross. That's why I think these movies as a series are so much fun to revisit. When people do get killed, it's usually with an elaborate setup in a surreal or otherwise otherworldly situation. And that's all present from the first film. And And we're going to stick to mostly the first film in the series, but it's, it's hard not to talk about Wes Craven and the origin of Freddy Krueger. I guess you could call him a real up-and-comer in horror, even though he'd been around for around, what would you say, six or seven years at this point. Uh, He made his debut with uh, The Last House on the left and followed that with The Hills Have Eyes and a bunch of other TV movies, Deadly Friend, and the movie I don't hear get brought up very often that I liked. Swamp Thing, which, let me, as a partial comic nerd, Swamp Thing is a great film. Swamp Thing was Wes Craven making a comic book movie before it was cool, based on a series of, like, 12 comics from the 60s. Swamp Thing wasn't a consistent character. They decided to bring him back into the DC universe to promote the film, and they hired a little comic writer named Alan Moore, to the guy who wrote Watchmen, to write Swamp Thing. And so, Swamp, like, Wes Craven helped usher in Swamp Thing as a consistent DC character after 20 years of dormancy because of how big a fan he was in between that time uh, because I guess I would consider that his first mainstream success because that was
7: what year was that
0: 82 but in between all that time I think right after Hills Have Eyes he started working on a film called Nightmare on Elm Street to try and make a different kind of horror movie because no offense to Wes and fans of these films but or I can't enjoy watching Last House on the Left or Hills Have Eyes just terrifying like two real world terrifying rapey Not for me. Give me, give me the uh, disfigured Daffy Duck that is Freddy Krueger, killing people in elaborate ways. That uh... I'm
7: your boyfriend now, Nancy. <laughs> yes,
0: there we go, like that, like that. Um, but I, yeah, he. I think he was sitting on it for a while, trying to find a studio that would make it, and he found a good partner in New Line, and I think we'll talk about them a little more in the, in the next episode. But yeah, Wes Craven. You could, you could tell in that trailer clip because they call him out by name as someone who the horror community is already aware of, and I only want to play this clip just because. I wanted you to get in the zone of like 1984. You don't know who Freddy Krueger is because not only do they not say his name in for the in most of the film, and even then, not the one you know. This is they don't refer to him at all in the trailer. He's it's not mentioned what you're supposed to expect.
5: No one knows where it came from or who it will visit next. Nancy, There's something wrong with
3: you? You're imagining things. Nightmare
5: on Elm Street. <laughs>
0: it's it doesn't mention what or who or the killers it even refers to it as an it Freddy as an it Freddy is not said yet the whole world doesn't know who this is
7: so they don't know until they watch the movie
0: yeah exactly isn't that cool to like the idea that you could walk into a movie and have no idea who Freddy Krueger was and it doesn't totally play up the idea that he's a killer within the dream world which is something really 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 cool and uh we have some behind the scenes clips uh but one, one of the ones i wanted to start with was uh, robert england talking about freddy krueger because i loved him talking about freddy krueger and one where he got his inspiration and, and two, why he thought he was
5: different. I remember seeing there once and Johnny and Heather were sitting there getting makeup on as if they needed it, these two beautiful young kids. And here I am, and I'm getting basted with a turkey baster full of KY jelly. I envied them. I envied them their youth. I envied their beauty. A light bulb went off. I could use this as Freddy. Ah! It was a shorthand for me to get angry.
4: I'm gonna you in,
5: this was a guy that knows what's in your underwear drawer. This is a guy that knows what you're afraid of. This is a guy who knows what's in your diary. This is a guy that knows your weakness and can exploit that, and that's a real violation.
0: I love the way you Ooh. refer to that, a total violation.
7: Oh, yeah, and I mean, Freddy Krueger is a child predator, so... Yeah,
0: yeah, that's... they. They don't play that up as much until later in the series and again watching these again it's hard it's hard to go in reconciling what i already know about the character because not a lot of it is said here a surprising amount of his origin story does come out in the first film and and we can definitely get to that but i think that's why every once in a while someone finds a really good niche for their horror character and the idea of dreams something we're all susceptible to that we all have secrets that we all still don't know what our dreams mean all the time, even though I think the loose definition of dreams is it's your brain like a computer parsing new information with what you already know, which is why you'll be rejected by a character on Scandal because you just watched Scandal, (laughs) but you're also coping with rejection. Yeah,
7: I think that, I mean, this is sort of what sold me on Freddy Krueger and the whole series growing up initially because I used to have, or I don't know if it's before Freddy Krueger, but Mm -hmm. definitely around that time I had a lot of nightmares yeah. that I remember very clearly I had recurring nightmares that I remember vividly even now that I've had when I was 2 years old and I don't know if that's from watching these movies at such a, such a young age or
0: No I I I I don't want to reveal what my first Freddy movie was but it was like I saw it Probably too young, like nine years old. Mm-hmm. Did you see it when you were really young?
7: Yeah, I think I was three or four. So Wait, yeah, it was, I was three or four. Three
0: or four? Yeah. Jesus Christ! I saw I, pictures I, of you, a little kid. You looked like a, a little house <laughs> on the prairie. I
7: mean, it was like, yeah, it was not, and it wasn't just Nightmare on Elm Street. It was a bunch of other movies that came around in the '80s. Mm-hmm. So, like, Child's Play was a big one of them, yeah. and that that screwed me yeah, for a long time. It's, it's
0: not like I think we both saw not only in an age where impressionable but where our dreams are vivid and genuinely terrifying. Like this, it made the premise all the more believable that there could be a character who roamed around in them and held dominion over, yeah. over our subconscious. But that's, that's it's just that one ingredient that, I don't know, I don't know why it's so hard to figure out, but I can't think of one right now. But every couple of years, someone will come along and think of like, what's something everybody can be afraid of that we can personify with heart. And I think recent examples include great examples it follows, like the fear of sexuality and STDs (laughs) manifesting itself into a Freddy creature. And my favorite get out. Like just to personify racism as a horrific character it really really good examples of, t- of taking a modern fear and, t- and, and like turning it into something terrifying and uh wes craven i thought his origins of freddie was fascinating uh he i think he explained that the the pattern on freddie's shirt uh, oh yeah is,
7: it's just like the colors that are really difficult yeah for...
0: he claimed it was like the two most jarring colors on the human eye like it's just unpleasant to look at but I mean, also yeah, very they're, Halloween. I mean, they're
7: like complementary colors so seeing them side by side yeah is hard
0: and 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 he's in seeing an old man i think he said an old drunk man on the street who just looked at him and didn't make eye contact but was underneath the freddy hat it was one of the scariest things he ever saw but the, the fascinating thing is the sleep angle the sudden nocturnal death syndrome or whatever it's called the, the dvd has a bunch of special features about and this is like blu-ray the blu-ray <laughs> has a bunch of special features like a 1997 case of a man who claimed he was asleep when he stabbed his wife 44 times he's found guilty but Wes Craven based it on something that in an article I think in the LA Weekly that was referred to as Asian Death Syndrome
7: Asian Death Syndrome it's difficult
0: to find all this information out so rather than try and explain it I thought I'd let Wes do oh, the I'm, for I'm me oh I'm screwed then <laughs> But this, is, this was his inspiration for Freddie as a killer.
5: Nightmare on Elm Street, as uh, a story, seems to have its roots in these articles in the Los Angeles Times. The first article was about a, a young man, Asian descent, uh, dying in the middle of a nightmare. He and the family had come out of relocation camps in Southeast Asia during the time of Pol Pot, when hundreds of thousands of people were just being slaughtered. About a year later, there was a second article. Then about six months later, the third, and the third one just got me. That was a young man whose father was a doctor. They had come out of relocation camps. He was having nightmares, and and he was telling his family that there's something after me, and I'm afraid if, if I don't stay awake, it'll kill me. This kid decided he was going to stay awake. Sleeping pills the father had been demanding that he take were found under his pillow. He hadn't taken any of them. And he had a coffee pot in his closet full of black coffee with a long extension cord that he had hidden behind curtains. They were all sitting in the living room watching a movie and he just kind of fell asleep. Carried him upstairs, put him to bed, pulled the covers over him and everybody goes, thank God. Everybody goes to bed in the middle of the night, they hear screaming. They run into his room and before they get to him, he is dead. Oh man, there's, I got to do a movie about that.
0: That's... Just such a cool thing, to a morbid thing to be inspired by. But uh, look what it look what it ended up giving us. And as I think, as a loose result, a horror villain that all of us immediately love. And I was terrified of Freddy. I believe I've said this a billion times on other shows. I'm such a panty waist. Coward piece of shit. <laughs> I tracked these movies down even though I wasn't allowed to see them at other friends' houses and uh tried to even shoplift them sometimes. Uh and I was terrified of Freddie. He was Yeah, not, no, he... me too. And yeah. I mean
7: I think the reason I love horror movies now mm-hmm. is, you know, when I was a kid I was terrified of I think the top scary movies that I was afraid of were Freddy Krueger, and Child's Play. <laughs> yeah, no, it, that first one is really we all have scary. dolls. It's, yeah, it's terrifying. Like, why it, would you make a movie it, oh, about and that? And it's
0: beautiful, by the way. It's, like, incredibly <laughs> expensive, right, the first yeah. Child's Play. It looks great.
7: <laughs> yeah, um... So I was terrified of them. I'd have nightmares of them all the time. And every time the movies would come up on TBS or mm-hmm. TNT or whatever, yeah. like they would, you know, re- they played that movie many times. Yeah, even even a month. sanitized for
0: cable at the time. <laughs> right. You still got so, the gist of what was happening.
7: So every time it was on, I would make myself watch it mm-hmm. just to try to get over that fear. Yeah, me too. Um, and for the most part, it didn't work with child's play. <laughs> But um it, it worked for the other movies and I think um after some time I don't know I just I, I kept watching more horror movies. I think I Ended up enjoying that feeling of being scared. Yeah, me too. And I, you mentioned this before, but I have a long list of horror movies that I've watched. Um, I think in the last two years, I just started watching horror movies again, yeah. and I, I've started documenting which You're the person I one... go, oh,
0: go to for recommendations now.
7: Oh, well... But I've known you for
0: 10 years. There, there are a lot of bad it.
7: horror movies. Oh, yeah. So.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. But even... But even um, that's what I love about Nightmare. Even the bad ones are good. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's solely because of the, the strength of the premise and the character, and, and I remember... This is me being a wuss. I couldn't confirm in my eight, nine-year-old brain whether or not Freddy was real. It's like, I don't think he is, but it seems very plausible to this nine-year-old who has dreams that terrify him on a nightly basis. So I just devised a plan where I would sell out my least favorite friends to Freddy and <laughs> aid him on his journey to murder children in his sleep, but with people who had wronged me, wow. or people in like recently wronged me too, like you drank the <laughs> last Capri Sun, you're fucked now. I'm, <laughs> me and Freddy are coming for you. Just I feel like such a wuss about that because I did grow up with more to my parents' generation the classic monster movies, and I you, people make fun of me for calling Universal's monsters the original Avengers. Like two years ago in a podcast, but I love that. I love the idea that they were the first shared universe. They were run on late at night on like UHF channels. But they're not scary. I didn't go to sleep afraid of Frankenstein or yeah. the Mummy or the Wolfman. Uh, and I, it was bizarre. And one of these special features, like what was different about Freddy in 1984, and it just blew my mind because I'd never picked up on it. That, well, what? It? That Freddy is the first horror icon who could. Talk.
7: Oh yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Michael Myers and talk. Yeah, there were Jason other d- didn't talk.
0: There, yeah, there are definitely other horror characters who speak, but like for the most part, Wolfman, Mah! Frankenstein, Mah! <laughs> uh, Mummy, <"Mah!" laughs> yeah. uh, Jason, Michael Myers, silent. freddie talked back, and he did so pretty immediately. But he's nowhere near as vocal as he is later down the line in the films. This is a clip oh, of yeah. Freddy's first line from the original Nightmare. Uh, which I think, other than like laughing and rubbing is not rubbing. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like Where's this going? Running his nails across yeah, yeah. metal, like you don't hear from him, and he and this is him. His his first real lines.
4: Shit.
3: <laughs> Please God.
0: This. Yeah that's like the first scene but it's still it's really hokey
7: is this the one where he's running through the alley the and his
0: arms, arms extend is like... and they said again the special features are great that it was just they're like, in an alley it's two guys with, with fishing, fishing lines yeah. on the other side pulling out his his arms <laughs> and it's very clear that that's what the effect is but it's still him running being cryptic and running down right. just a darkened alley, like any old alley yeah, you find so around your crazy. house, it did. It still looked nuts. I, I, that, that scene is a little weird for uh, the introduction to when he speaks. I think it's more effective in the credits. But that's when he's going after Tina, and I had read that Wes was kind of inspired by Psycho, like killing the main character halfway through the film. Mm-hmm. I, I, for some reason at no point rewatching the films can i consider tina the main character right
7: but i mean in the beginning you kind of think that because yeah. you see, she's I the mean, first she's one, the you one see. running through the boiler room. we
0: meet and... nancy oh and glenn johnny depp oh, glenn. i they even oh, say the credits mid-riff. introducing johnny depp we meet the other characters through tina because she's experiencing these nightmares and wants to ask everybody else what's up please help me come over and sleep at my house it reminded me a lot of it follows as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here, the first time we meet the kids.
7: I couldn't go back to sleep last night.
3: So what do you dream? Forget it, Tina. The point is that everyone has a bad dream once in a while. It's no biggie. Yeah, next time you have one, just tell yourself that's all it is. Right away, well, you have it, you know? Once you do that, you wake right up. At least it works for me.
0: I love young johnny depp in this film because for some reason his hair and the way his mouth is always open he looks just like butthead the whole time but yeah like again I, I i encourage you just to as an experiment walk through the opening of this film as if you don't know what to expect and it's still incredibly effective as a as a film and i don't know that any of the films get better than this
7: yeah And I mean you and I recently watched it and that's after I've watched it a million times yeah I watched it like a
0: dozen times it's
7: still I don't know there's some magic to it totally
0: totally and just and and it definitely gets into that in the end just once they establish the dream world is where Freddy enters you can't trust anything that happens in the movie yeah because everybody is tired and dozing off and all daydreams count whether you do it in school or not Uh, And I think it makes the whole movie untrustworthy and and to its credit, and we'll talk about this way more in the next episode. It does very convincingly with seemingly little effort, help build the world and rules of Freddy Krueger that he only has power in dreams, but he can sometimes be drawn out of dreams a little at a time. Did they establish why that was? Why did Nancy end up uh, Heather, Heather Lane camp? Yeah. How did she end up? Did she end up for a reason being the vessel that could draw Freddie out, um, was just she was a last friend, left standing.
7: <laughs> they, she, I don't know. It was just that she was very determined. Like she, she was the one who wanted to go into her dreams and find him. Yeah. Like and like make a proactive approach to Freddie. And I think the first time she did it, and she got his glove and yeah. took it out of the dream. I think that was and like t- the first she took
0: his hat out of the dream and oh hey,
7: was it wait, was it the hat the, or the clothes?
0: In the Sleep Institute? Yes. In the Sleep Institute, and that's something I always forget. My favorite movie of all time is Who Framed Roger Rabbit and i did not remember charles fleischer roger rabbit himself is the doctor in this film you get, you get no hints of roger rabbit sadly but like i every time i see him something i get really excited uh yeah i didn't i didn't know canonically why she was the one but the movie conflating all the lore together the this movie does help make a little sense of that and again I, i'm trying to remind all of you guys that again no one knows who this is as an audience member you don't know who freddie is so when tina is murdered in a fantastic sequence yep. her boyfriend is in the room and he's like i don't know what the fuck that was <laughs> but it wasn't me but he ends up going to jail anyway right and i love this discussion of like what are we dealing with and as an audience you don't know yet it's
3: dark but i'm sure there was somebody in there under the covers with her how could somebody be under the covers with you guys without you knowing about it how the fuck do i know
1: i don't expect you to believe me anyway
3: What did he look like? Did you get a look at him?
4: No. Well,
3: then how do you know that somebody else was there?
1: Because somebody cut her while I watched.
3: And you didn't get a look at him? You couldn't even see the fucker. You could just see...
4: cuts happening... all at once.
3: What do you mean, all at once? I mean... It was as if there were four razors cutting
0: at the same time but invisible invisible razors <laughs> sorry he's affecting little john travolta there poor rod poor rod <laughs> gets framed for the murder and dies anyway uh but yeah the idea that like, only the audience knows the most about what we're dealing with no one can see shit and it, it it makes the movie so scary and so like it keeps me on edge every time I watch it. And watching it with you guys and uh and your boyfriend, we're just like, oh, if you haven't seen this in a while. You don't remember how this all unfolds. You think it's sillier than it is, but it's uh it's incredibly elegant.
7: My boyfriend, who hates horror movies, by the way, <laughs> and, and that's he's a, he's exact- a real trooper. Thank I mean, you, like exactly what you mentioned mm-hmm. is why he hates more horror movies. You say that you know there are rules that this you know Freddie There are rules in Freddy. I was gonna say Freddie Mercury. <laughs> there are rules in Freddy Krueger's, um, you know, whole world, and you know, once you break them, it's just like what's going on. And yeah. the thing that my boyfriend hates about horror movies is they're always breaking the rules. Like, even though, hey, I thought we were gonna k- get the killer, but he's back again. Almost, you know? yeah,
0: almost every movie ends by breaking the rules somehow mm-hmm. or exploiting a loophole, but not this one. Yeah, it has an incredibly ambiguous. You don't know what's a dream, or don't you, stupid audience? You thought you knew what was going on, but for but the me,
7: twist at the end.
0: There's it's it's a wonderful twist. Oh, but I want to talk about the sequence of Tina getting killed. Oh yes, because one of the reasons. Oh yeah. Why like as a series? Why the Nightmare series is so special? Because even when I watch like Jason movies or old Universal movies, there's not great kill sequences. Right. They're not little uh, vignettes of... And
7: this is what amazes me. Like, up until very recently, actually, I didn't think of Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. as a low-budget film. Yeah. And it totally was. And the fact that they were able to pull all the stuff off...
0: Yeah, I believe on a budget of $1.8 at the time. Yeah. Which puts it, I think, at, like, you know, almost true indie status uh, <laughs> at this day and age. And it, it turns out the, the best sequences are the result of one room. Yeah. And I love learning that about the special effects. When Tina is dragged across the ceiling Mm -hmm. and cut up along the ceiling that's the
7: whole like otherworldly stuff that just makes it so freaky i mean the same thing with exorcist and Mm -hmm. i mean in the director's cut she's going down the stairs oh my god it's like what the hell why did they take (laughs) that out yeah because it's too scary it's too goddamn scary i had
0: seen the movie when i saw that in theaters like good jesus christ (laughs) like why did you remove this yeah uh but yeah there what this is it's the product of this room that they built to spin.
7: Right. And I mean, that's not the first movie that's done it. I mean, Kubrick's done it yeah. with 2001 Space Odyssey. I think there's... I think
0: Sugar Ray did it for their fly <laughs> video. Mark McGrath is sliding <laughs> around the ceiling. I think that
7: was like the
0: mid-90s. It totally yeah. was. Um, but it's, it's roughly the same effect. A fixed camera right. in, a, in a room that spins. I mean, and...
7: Rod was strapped into the corner. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they said he's not only strapped in the corner, his hair is yeah. lacquered to his head <laughs> yeah. so it can't go up when he's right. upside down I mean
7: that's what my hair's like right now I but, need to do that yeah. it
0: won't work with my puke John C. Riley. Oh. It, it just never works uh, but that room is like it's used again it's dressed up again as Glenn Johnny Depp's room yeah when he sucked in through I his bed that I didn't know
7: also until watching it later and, it was, and that part was just amazing just the tons of blood which was also inspired by cuba right? yeah but it's I mean. like the
0: elevators in the shining opening like a ridiculous <laughs> amount of blood only topped i think eventually by army of darkness that blood pit <laughs> that spews yeah it was too much blood that it's more blood than johnny tebb's frame can contain i don't care how many <laughs> scars he has with hidden blood packs there's no way a human being produces that much blood but All it right. looks insane because it's just a room that's technically upside down dumping a waterfall of blood onto the ceiling which you know is the floor I'm just in the amazed
7: shot. that you know he got sunken in, into the bed mm-hmm. and that's how he died but what about nancy's mom nancy's, no pool of blood
0: we don't know what happened to nancy's mom and the only thing you have that's concrete proof is the next movie
7: well, I mean, it's her charred body. That maybe? sequence
0: is amazing. And
7: then she sinks also into the bed with the funny like LED or like the lights. And... Yes,
0: because that's that's one of the best sequences. And I always call Freddy Krueger kind of like a modern day Looney Tune, like an R-rated <laughs> Looney Tune. Like through like in hindsight, how is this not supposed to appeal to children? These kids are naughty, and they get right. and they get punished by this cartoon character in <laughs> elaborate ways. He dresses up as different people, and what's up, dog? It's it's so practical Looney Tunes. But that last sequence in the movie, when Nancy is drawing, trying to draw him out of the dream, <laughs> is so Home Alone. It's hysterical. Oh yeah,
7: right. Putting gunpowder
0: in the... Gun the light bulbs and little. You <laughs> just the, expect the
7: sledgehammer, just like. Falling from the doorframe. Yeah,
0: I expected Joe Pesci to walk out and just razafrackin' and just give all the g rating. Bob G-rated... Stern. <laughs> Daniel Stern. Oh, Daniel Stern, yeah. Daniel Stern. Yeah. <laughs> Stern. Uh, but that sequence is great, but that in particular where he's set on fire and did and like again these are all practical effects that's clearly a man on fire (laughs) and then you think he's gone and then appears in his Nancy's mother's room on top of her body smothering her with fire (laughs) such a cool effect where she is then descends into I want to say hell but the light is all blue yeah Uh, so I
7: think that's like I don't know some like rave before you go to hell
0: but with the ending it's confirmed you don't know what was a dream and what wasn't because the mother's back and then killed again (laughs) And the, Just the, like, and the only <laughs> thing you can really trust is the least trustworthy movie in the series, which is the next one. Ah. It has information on what happened to the mother, or at least how the town would like to perceive what was happened uh to nancy and the mother but before we get to that because i always forget about that. i always forget about the lore of freddy and i never remember that it's established immediately in the film like who he is that if, you, if you're again if you're going in here with like virgin eyes it sort of comes out of nowhere there's this evil horrific character and it's this it's technically a huge twist to know that halfway through the movie the parents know exactly what's happening right. and who this is
3: it's real mama feel it give me that damn thing it even has his name written in it Fred Krueger, mom. Fred Krueger. Do you know who that is, mother? Because if you do, you better tell me because he's after me now. Nancy, trust your mother for once, please. Fred Krueger can't come after you, Nancy. He's dead. Believe me. I know. You knew about him all this time. And you've been acting like it was something I made up? Nancy, you're sick. There's something wrong with you. You're imagining things. You'll feel better when you sleep. It's just as simple as that
4: screw
0: sleep the line screw sleep and her mother's just such a such a pathetic drunk i know that uh, yeah she disappears like she disappears like into the Freddy nightmare just because she's hammered in the final sequence but that's (laughs) important to mention john the great john saxon oh yeah who i don't know
7: heartthrob apparently yeah
0: i don't know that well uh but just a legendary actor been in hundreds of things a ton of tv and i think late in his life a lot of horror he plays um uh, Lieutenant Thompson Nancy's father and uh, what is it Ronnie Ronnie Blakely mm-hmm. Um, she plays Marge the mother Thompson Oscar nominee for, right? uh, uh, actually
7: your... these were like the two stars. actors yeah they were the stars of yeah. the movie They're like oh we need to bring stars into this movie it's difficult it to wasn't imagine. Johnny Depp it was not Johnny <laughs> no. Depp not
0: yet even though he got that, that luscious introducing credit oh yeah uh, but but she yeah, she was nominated for an Oscar As your, your fucking boyfriend was able to point out Oh yeah, Altman's Nashville She mm-hmm. was nominated for Best Supporting <laughs> Indeed she was As was Lily Tomlin from the same movie They both lost to I forget who uh, But I, I totally forgot I, I know Freddy's Origins But I don't remember which movie I know it from So I'm really enjoying being able to watch these in order To see how they lightly lay the pieces of Freddy's Origins Oh, story. you know
7: Freddy's origin What? He that was the kid that beat up Wes when they were kids.
0: No, that's a, No! No, see, it's it's too impossible to know, but eventually the mother the mother comes clean on how she knows who Freddy Krueger is.
3: You wanna know who Fred Krueger was? He was a filthy child murderer who killed at least twenty kids in the neighborhood. Kids we all knew. Oh Mom. it drove us crazy when we didn't know who it was. But it was even worse after they got him. Did they put him away? All oh, the lawyers got fat and the judge got famous, but somebody forgot to sign the search warrant in the right place, and Kruger was free just like that. What did you do, Mother? A bunch of us parents tracked him down after they let him out. We found him in an old abandoned boiler room where he used to take his kids. Go on. Took gasoline put it all around the place and made a trail of it out the door then lit the whole thing up and watched it burn (laughs) but he can't get you now he's dead honey because
7: mommy killed him
0: (laughs) go home mom
7: you're drunk (laughs)
0: It's still so creepy to me. <laughs> it's so creepy.
7: I mean, it just made it more creepy that she looked creepy. Like yeah. I don't. Know, Ronnie Blakely's whole look in the movie was just yeah. like, who? Yeah. What, what what's going on with again? your face?
0: Do you do you test like... vodka for a living? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's a great scene in the in the basement of the house, and it weirdly helps establish maybe why Freddy is strongly tied to Nancy because the horror crux of his love remains in the furnace of the Thompson home. Who are, we now know are responsible for the murder of Freddy Krueger. <laughs> but we still don't have the backstory of Freddy Krueger. And I, I get that confused because of how out of order I originally watched these. And the, if you've seen part of the remake, they mm-hmm. go way too far into Freddy's backstory. But remember, we don't, know, we don't know what he was like before that. It feels like they were wanting to stay away from child molester. He's a child murderer.
7: Yeah, different.
0: Which, different, not necessarily better. <laughs> Sorry to be the one that had to say that. But uh, but that's one of the things I'm really excited to watch the movies with you with to see how much little bits of the origin and lore are peppered into every Freddy Krueger cuz they're they're not incidental, but they're not terribly important. I remember as a viewer we we didn't need to know that. We weren't begging for details on the behind the scenes of Freddy Krueger, but it was really nice the breadcrumbs they did eventually throw. Uh and that I guess that brings us to the conclusion of the film, which I thought was fucking great. Yeah. Cuz it's both in the dream world and then in the real world and just the mother is pathetically drunk, has put bars over the entire house. <laughs> Johnny Depp is has been killed across the street to which the cop father has showed up to and the girl is screaming from her house. Somebody fucking like, hmm, help me. And he's like,
7: I wonder, what's, what's up? You're what's in going the ha- on there?
0: There's a murder in here. You're <laughs> locked in a house. You should be <laughs> fine. And it builds this amount of tension for the most stupid I've seen adults behave <laughs> in a really long time. And I think somebody had, had said it was sort of a criticism of the boomer generation right which is something you know i can't totally understand because
7: yeah it's like you know kids were being neglected yeah so. kids
0: being ignored and parents being mm-hmm. self-obsessed with work right and alcoholism
7: i was gonna say oh my parents but not the alcoholism
0: part, the <laughs> yeah, yeah. part. Like, i didn't deal <laughs> with any of that my my I I mean, that's
7: probably why i was left alone to watch horror movies
0: as a kid. <laughs> is that how it ended up happening just yeah you left alone? well
7: no actually the earliest memory i have of that is my parents were watching child's play mm-hmm. Um, and I was hiding behind the couch Whoa. And I was peeking over and, like, half scared but half enamored which with what was going on. No so I was still watching. But I don't think they knew I was watching behind because it was late at night. So I think they probably thought I was asleep. But that's neglect. Yeah, my parents but weren't that's into neglect. horror movies at all. <laughs> God damn it. That is neglect. <laughs> my parents
0: weren't into horror movies at all. You're a lucky dog.
7: <laughs> I'm actually surprised that they were watching it because, you know, now they've, they've calmed down a lot since then. My mom sure. hates horror movies. And my mom's very superstitious. Mm-hmm. And she said if you watch movies like, like horror movies mm-hmm. or movies where things are really grotesque, while you're pregnant oh. then, then your baby will turn out Like that thing that you're watching So if you're watching like Freddy Krueger for instance You're going to have a really Fucking ugly baby your, your poor sister Oh yeah Your poor poor sister Yeah sorry Risa <laughs>
0: so, so my like my parents didn't watch Horror movies at all I, I'm like sneaking in To watch Lorenzo's Oil And well, something completely see this completely is what I boring. thought Was
7: weird about that Because mm-hmm. my parents they, they watched horror movies Yet they they hid a VHS tape Of Jerry Maguire from me Yeah in their dresser because they thought it was too racy.
0: If we let Lizzie watch this, sooner or later people we drop them by the house saying, "You had me at hello." We can't have that in our household. Uh, but it, yeah, my like I remember I had to. I had a couple of friends whose parents didn't give a fuck what they watch and i don't mean to say like those neglectful bastards i think like <laughs> but be, you are i think you'd be surprised how many people never look at the ratings rating system especially back then you just go to yeah. the video store my kid wants this i don't care what it is i'm not gonna watch it let's just get it it's it's mildly neglectful but it's not like they know what's contained in it and i do think Freddy is a relatively harmless film series i would love right
7: to- i feel like back then when they had ratings like rated r yeah. restricted but that's it like they didn't tell you yeah, why mash like is rated r and, like, and what's now the they're difference? like oh because of strong yeah, violence okay. and nudity and sexual whatever huh. yeah that's and alcohol excellent don't point. forget the in alcohol.
0: tobacco oh yeah <laughs> tobacco puts you in r but what i did have and this is awesome because it could only happen in the 80s uh one of my best friends he lived uh across the street from my subdivision his aunt had a video store so she, back in those days we're lucky. You can rent whatever you want on iTunes, and you can buy practically any DVD you want via Amazon or Best Buy. But back in those days, you could only rent movies from a blockbuster, a movie gallery, or at the time, independent people with all these independent video stores there were video stores all over town she owned one and they, people would send her sample screeners oh. and they would have little things like do not reproduce her show in public so you couldn't rent them out they, they would send her free versions of every movie and they would just come to his house in one big box so nice. the dad wasn't interested he was a NASCAR dad so we would just pour through them and find the naughtiest thing we could, and just hope, like, hopefully, so what a new was Freddy. what was the naughtiest thing? Uh, it was a movie called Scandal, which was so fucking boring. But that's what you did before the internet. You wait, <laughs> you, you waited through ninety minutes of bad acting to see three nipples, and you liked it.
7: Just three.
0: Just yes, three. Yeah. I don't want to tell you exactly what happened in the film. <laughs> we'll do our Scandal spo- uh, spoiler later on. Yeah. Now, no, there was a bunch of like softcore stuff, but it again, I feel we had it way worse. Than kids wanting to see nudity. Oh yeah, no. Now
7: even for me, I feel like an old fucking lady where I'm watching Netflix. It's like they show that.
0: Oh my my word! But just that we had to. You have to wait through an entire plot to get to the good stuff. Whereas now, like, yeah, it's free in a Flash player. (laughs) Go nuts! Go nuts! Have have seven versions of that. Who
7: are you, Flash player? It's all about HTML5. HTML5.
0: My bad, yo. My bad. I'm playing it on my (gasps) iPhone. Gives new meaning to clicking done. (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah That's Nightmare on Elm Street 1 Which we absolutely Thoroughly recommend you watch I think oh, yes. right This is still oh, yeah. your number one If you're going one to watch series. Any
7: Nightmare on Elm Street At all It it has to be the first one But,
0: but you have to watch more And you have to listen oh, yeah. To more of this show Yes. Because it, it gets so much more fun. It, the worse it gets, the more fun it gets. The, the bigger my smile goes across my face. And the story of Freddy is sort of the story of franchises in the 80s. It's the story of an entire studio. It paves the way for a lot of things that I don't think anybody would have expected just by making a blockbuster horror movie, which we've seen now. This didn't kill the box office. Right.
7: And they didn't think it was going to be a franchise. Yeah. They thought it was just like a one-off thing. They weren't
0: thinking about that. And like just the idea that this little studio had a giant and hit on their hands what do we do like i guess we make another one uh is there anybody overseeing this brand do we have a brand manager is there anybody looking for consistency as we'll find out in the next episode no and uh (laughs) you can find that we'll be launching these every tuesday until uh until around the the beginning of november uh you can find out more at elmstreetnightmare.com this is a laser time podcast we have a ton of ton of other podcasts there that you might like if you enjoy this one lizzie's not on a bunch of them but I am If that, I'm trying the,
7: to get on that Talking Simpsons shit
0: Talking Simpsons Henry's uh, Henry's.
7: Uh, we're, we're in talks
0: Oh nice yeah. You have to pick an episode
7: Yeah I know um, But I, I'm sad that you guys Already did the episode That I wanted to do Which is relevant to this Which what? is the shinning
0: The shinning yeah. that, that just As of this recording That almost just went live oh Treehouse God. of Horror I'm,
7: I'm gonna listen That'll be the That'll be the one I listen
0: to Oh you <laughs> should You should And um and we also have Laser Time Which is a show Sort of like this But a different topic Every time Every Halloween We typically have done Something focusing on horror films dracula facts horror by the numbers i think i did something and this is when i had the revelation horror heroes that i would i'm watching nightmare on elm street because i am rooting for freddie he was the <laughs> hero of the film to me even though he terrified me but who are our favorite horror heroes the horror the horror icons that we rooted for because i just it took me a long time to realize that and freddie's an easy guy to root for
7: i must say though before we we close out Hmm. well i'm very excited about this podcast Mm -hmm. uh it was very hard at first because i'd have to find time to watch rewatch the movies yeah and that time would usually be at night and i'd actually feel really scared like oh no i I don't know if i'm like mentally ready to like watch all these again
0: what do i have for dessert sleep no good (laughs)
7: nope no sleep for you no good um but i did have a nightmare last night
0: inspired by the film
7: uh, well, I mean, I watched a bunch of bonus features, so I guess it was inspired by the film. But not to be too anticlimactic, mm-hmm. a bird pooped on me. <laughs> that's that's really the nightmare I had. You last just night?
0: describe like one of three ways Freddy never killed anybody. <laughs> bird shit. No! No. <laughs> Uh, Lizzie, where can people find you if they wanted to say hello?
7: Um, they could find me on Twitter. I'm mm-hmm. Lizzie Cuevas, no spaces. That's pretty much, I mean, like, anything you'll find on my Twitter, I link out to anything else you might want to know. Yeah, and so. we got to get
0: you on some laser times at some yeah. point. I, missed, I yeah. missed podcasting with you. Yeah, I mean, it's
7: been a while. I'm
0: glad you're doing this with me. Ooh,
7: thanks but, yeah, for having check, me on.
0: Check out LasertimePodcast.com for more or Elm Street Nightmare to find all the pertinent links to things you might want to buy or articles you might want to read. Uh, in conjunction with this we'll have a lot more stuff to recommend to you as we move forward wanted to thank uh lewis peitzman you can follow him on twitter or check out his work on buzzfeed and this whole endeavor that's including the entire laser time network which also includes 30 20, 10, talking simpsons video game apocalypse uh is brought to you by patreon patreon we are so listener supported almost a hundred percent we do appreciate it you allow us to keep doing what we're doing and for the low cost of five bucks we try and make it worth the everyone's while so lizzie in order to make it worth the while people who might like an elm street nightmare you will get each show in advance ad free on patreon.com slash later time for the low cost of five bucks including uh over a hundred full-length movie commentaries video cartoon and wrestling commentaries an exclusive weekly show usually with our uh, buddies dave and matt and lizzie will be doing a video commentary with us uh, in the month it's of october me. hi lizzie hello we will be doing a video commentary and i'm not going to tell you what it is just yet but stay tuned for the month of halloween Ooh. also make sure to check out laser time on twitter and facebook uh or leave a comment in the episode you can do it anonymously if you'd like let us know what you think this is our pilot episode but i've lizzie i've enjoyed the crap out of it yeah me too and uh with that i can play this you've waited long enough yes you've waited long enough uh i love this remember in the in the trailer they don't they don't mention the name of the character who's responsible for all the killing at no point in the film with four minutes left the word freddy is uttered for the first time (laughs) and it's still it's still jarring if you're sitting there waiting for that and here's nancy giving him the what for i
3: know you're there freddy I know you too well now, Freddy. No. You die. It's too late, Kruger. I know the secret now. This is just a dream. You're not alive. This whole thing is just a dream. I want my mother and friend again. You <laughs> I take back every bit of energy
0: I gave you. You're nothing. You're shit. Ooh. And then as a result of that Freddy just disappears, which in <laughs> in conjunction with the in like with the ending, which is a total ambiguous, but it's like the biggest fuck you from Freddy of all time. Oh yeah. He disappeared and lets her believe, you got me. Yeah. And the ending is one of the most open-ended things I've ever seen because everybody's still alive. Uh, Everybody is still alive now. They drive off in a car that just so happens to have a hood that looks like...
7: (laughs) that was yeah
0: Freddy's shirt it's, it's and I remember
7: originally they wanted to have they were thinking of ways to end the film there's, and there's
0: a bunch of alternate endings on the yeah. DVD but they're all kind of the same yeah it's everybody still being alive but rather than giving you this like this disney clap if you believe in fairies kind of horseshit, they do say like nah, Freddy Freddie still holds sway over this universe and she has no idea where she is and I think some of that lore is followed up on in the, the next film which is gonna be the, the toughest Freddy film for a lot of Freddy fans to get through again and I cannot wait to talk about Night in Elm Street Part 2 Freddy's Revenge Ooh. so once again I've been Chris Antista
7: Lizzie Cuevas,
0: and you can find out more at elmstreetpodcast.com we'll see you next week